We're dropping into the enchantedly mysterious town of Middleton and exploring the kinder side of life with the Merrywick Witches on this episode of Lasers and Lockets, the podcast that celebrates strong and complex female characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment. This is episode 77. Welcome or welcome back to the show. I'm Lee, your friendly neighborhood host, and it feels like coming home to be back at the mic again. Today, we're looking at one of Hallmark's longest running original series, Good Witch. Good Witch aired from 2015 to 2021, with a total of seven seasons of the Feel Good series. While it would be easy to dismiss this series as just that, a Feel Good series, where everything gets resolved well and nothing bad ever really happens. I'd like to explore why it is, in my opinion, worth another look if you were on the fence about watching the series, and why exactly that feel-good storyline may be just what we need to make it through these often trying times we face right now. Good Witch is a spin-off of Hallmark's wildly popular TV movie series of the same name. I believe there were also seven films before the series came to be, or maybe it was five and then the series and then a couple throughout the run of the series, but uh, I could be wrong on that. doesn't really matter. Anywho, the series begins by introducing us to Cassie Nightingale, a fairly newly widowed bed and breakfast owner with a now teenage daughter, Grace. Cassie also runs the popular town and store Bell Book and Candle that seems to sell a little bit of just about everything. I can say confidently that throughout the entire run of the series, I still had no idea exactly what she sold there. They were the most random things. Most of the townsfolk come to Cassie to cure what ails them. In comes a handsome doctor. <laughs> of course. Now, I know what you're thinking. That sounds exactly like the beginning of every rom-com on Hallmark, and you would be right. The series feels Hallmark, and that's not a bad thing. Goodwitch was one of the most successful series of all time on the Hallmark channel. I believe it might have been surpassed recently by season one of The Way Home, which I discussed in last episode, but I digress on that one. This series has a distinctly magical twist. While the fact that they are witches is never really explicitly discussed until season seven, Cassie is probably what you would call a psychic. She can intuitively know how to help people, what ails them, what they're looking for, and how to help them figure out how to uh, take care of difficult things themselves. But there are other Merriwick witches throughout the series, each one with their own brand of magic, and we're going to definitely discuss those in this episode. Since we're already discussing Cassie, let's carry forward with her. Cassie is played by the seasoned actress Catherine Bell. She's probably most well known for her role in JAG, or it's called Judge Advocate General, uh, in the late 90s and early 2000s, as well as Army Wives, which is where I was first introduced to her on the Lifetime Network, and of course, Good Witch on the Hallmark Channel. But since about 2009, most of Catherine's roles have been Hallmark or Lifetime series. Catherine Bell was the perfect actress to play Cassie Nightingale, I feel at least. 
Cassie Nightingale is the calm voice of reason and the force for good throughout the entire series. She does so through gentle guidance, never coercion, and that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about her character. Though it could be frustrating at times to see somebody taking advantage of her, or at least you think that uh, they're taking advantage of her, but Cassie allows them to make their own mistakes and is there to lovingly pick up the pieces after the fact. She's really the epitome of demonstrating that kindness and strength are not mutually exclusive. One of my favorite quotes from Cassie is, um, quote, trouble and troubled are two entirely different things. It's something that Cassie's character uh, demonstrates time and time again as she helps others to see that just because someone is going through a tough time doesn't mean that they are trouble. They could be a good person who is just having a hard time. Cassie's character proves, again, time and time again, that most people are inherently good and deserve a fighting chance. Cassie sees the best in almost everyone, probably because she already knows what's in their hearts and what is going to happen. There's absolutely no sneaking up on Cassie Nightingale. Cassie was always a calm force for good in the constant turmoil around her. And there's a lot to be said for a person like that. A peacemaker, she most certainly was, and that was a great character. But I have a confession. This it may be an unpopular opinion when it comes to Good Witch fans, but for me, Cassie wasn't the most interesting character in the series. She was a great anchor for the series, and like I said before, Catherine Bell was the perfect Cassie Nightingale. But Cassie really helped the other characters in the series shine. And I think that's a really interesting way that they chose. I don't know if it was a choice. It seems like it was, but uh, it seems like an interesting choice to have sort of the the lead character be the anchor, but really she makes it easy for the other characters in the series to really shine. In the opposite corner of Cassie is Cassie's younger cousin and pot stirrer, Abigail Pershing. Pershing. <laughs> Abigail Pershing. <laughs> Abigail is played by the gorgeous and engaging actress Sarah Power. You might know Sarah from her role in the sci-fi channel popular space opera Killjoys. That's where I was introduced to her. But she is apparently most well known for Good Witch. She's also been in a few Hallmark movies too. Abigail Pershing was a character that I connected with immediately. Fiercely independent, Abigail often used her powers early on in the series to get people to do what she wanted them to do. But as you see her start to settle into the comfort of living in Middleton and having her family around, and even eventually her father reconnecting with her, uh, you start to see Abigail's true massive heart come through in the series. Abigail is one of the strongest characters in the whole series, and the one who has the most growth throughout the seven season run of the show. You see, you see her kind of heal from trauma, recognize that there are other people who love and care about her, and you see her love and care about those around her as well. And while her methods may not always agree with the way that Cassie deemed to use her powers, I feel like Abigail is full of goodness as well. I love that Abigail is consistently unwilling to compromise who she is to fit someone else's idea of who she should be, and she refused to let something as silly as a 200-year curse control her destiny. Abigail doesn't like beating around the bush, so to speak. 
She likes direct people, and it can be really hard for her to have patience with people who are hiding things, mostly because she already knows what they're hiding generally. (laughs) We see this with Joy in later seasons, um, but Abigail's directness can sometimes get her into trouble during the series. But with her gift, it can get kind of tiring to know the truth about something and just watch somebody keep hiding it and hiding it and hiding it. And I think that's where Abigail differs from Cassie is Cassie is willing to sit with that uncomfortableness and wait for the person to feel comfortable. But uh, Abigail much would rather stop the beating around the bush and really dive into the issue, the root of the issue. She wants to fix the problem, not wait around for somebody else to figure it out. So it's kind of an interesting um, dichotomy between the two of the characters. And I love that about the way that they play off each other during the series. We'll continue to talk about both Cassie and Abigail intertwined with the other characters, but I wanted to move on to the next Merriwick witch, which is the youngest of the Merriwick witches, and that is Grace Russell. Grace is, like I mentioned, the youngest, and while she leaves the show at the end of season five and you see a very brief cameo in season seven, there are still some memorable things about her to mention. Grace is played by young actress Bailey Madison uh, during the TV series. I remember seeing Bailey as a much younger actress on uh, Once Upon a Time as young Snow White. Uh, But she is a really up-and-coming actress, and I think she's got a a lot going for her, really. Now, her character Grace has intuition and insight, just like her mother does, and also like Abigail. But as a young witch, she is still trying to learn and understand and, and how to listen to the powers that she has. While she may not always do the right thing, her moral compass points mostly north. Like any typical teenager, Grace has to learn when it's best to use her powers, when to hold back. I love that the series depicts her making mistakes and having to own up to those mistakes and grow beyond them. I mean, as a Hallmark series, the mistakes are never very you know, uh, high stakes, (laughs) but they are something that sort of helps her grow as a character. I often found her character to be considered, uh, you know, wise beyond her years because of that intuition and insight that she has. And it helped her to correct her mistakes, uh, admit, admit when she was wrong also. And, uh, she often sought advice from her mother or Abigail and sometimes Stephanie and Martha occasionally too. But Abigail was really kind of her her confidant uh, early on in the series. She really used her family of choice, her her coven, if you will, uh, to become a better person. I think the reason why Abigail and Grace got along so well is because Grace was also fiercely loyal and spirited and not willing to stand by and watch someone else be hurt or taken advantage of. And I really loved that about her character. I got a little wee tear in my eye during her valedictorian speech at the high school graduation. Quote, we end up where we are meant to be, and the best thing we can do is give ourselves a chance. The formula is simple. All we have to do is spread our wings and soar. We may not land where we thought we would, or when we thought we would, but we will all land. Close quote. It was one of those moments when Hallmark really knocked it out of the park with a quotable life lesson, and I think they did a great job, especially with having it be uh, Bailey Madison 
as the actress who was portraying that. She did a great job with that speech. Now, just as Grace leaves the series, Joy Harper makes an entrance to the series. And she's the final Merriwick witch that comes into the series during season six. So just as uh, Grace leaves, Joy comes in. And boy, does Joy make an impression. Joy is played by the incredibly delightful actress Catherine Burrell. She's best known for her role as Sheriff Nicole Hot on our beloved Winona Earp. Catherine has since starred in a number of Hallmark films. Of note, Joy Harper was also Hallmark's first openly LGBTQ plus character, and I could not imagine a better actress who could have navigated that with as much grace and sensitivity as Kat Burrell. And she, along with actress Kiana Teresa, made Hallmark history with the first same-sex kiss in the series finale of Good Witch. Kiana also joins Catherine Bell, who is part Iranian, uh, as the only women of color in a major role on the series. Joy Harper comes to the series, as all good characters do in Good Witch, by checking into Grey House with a secret. While Cassie and Abigail both know what Joy's secret is, they are patient and wait for her to come to them and tell them when she's ready. Joy's life has been full of tragedy, and she is not very good at laying down roots anywhere because of it. I think you can sort of consider her a loner as she tries to do everything her own. She's also super competitive, and that often gets her in trouble early on in the run of her uh, her character on the series in season six. But you find that Cassie and she bond over the shared losses that they've experienced in their families, and it starts to soften Joy's heart. Really, I, I feel like it's the warmth and the sisterhood that the Merriwick witches <laughs> provide that make Joy feel like she was finally home and could let her guard down and trust someone again. Joy, like Abigail, doesn't always use her powers in the way that Cassie might have seen fit, but she does learn when it is best to use her powers and when not to. Joy's unique powers often present in dreams that come true. And I love Joy's curiosity, spunk, and sense of humor when it comes to those. Once she settles into Middleton life, she really becomes such a fun and vibrant and quirky part of the character cast of characters. One of the things that I really appreciated about Joy uh, and, the, and that character in particular is her willingness to admit faults. While previous seasons of Good Witch were typically very hallmark, uh, season seven started to shift and it started to deal with more grown-up types of situations, with Joy even admitting to Zoe that she had cheated on her girlfriend in the past, and that while she would never do it again, she wanted to share that part of her past with Zoe. She didn't want to hide her faults, and that was a, a particularly admirable part of Joy's character, and I think it was a big step in the right direction for Hallmark as well. One of the biggest themes running throughout this series is the sisterhood that centers around the Merriwick witches, but not just the Merriwick witches. It centers around almost all the women that are in Middleton. And I loved that. While the stakes were low, you couldn't deny the belonging and feel-good sisterhood that you felt while you were watching it. Is this series perfect? Absolutely not. It's far from it. 
This series had a lot of opportunities to really lean into something, and instead it flirted with it and then it turned away. As I briefly mentioned before, the series also significantly lacked in diversity. The characters are almost exclusively white and wealthy, with only a few guest characters of color coming in later seasons. Kiana Teresa's character, Zoe Taylor, became prominent uh, in season seven, and I really appreciated that, but it was extremely disappointing through the run of the seven seasons. Since the series ended, Hallmark has significantly improved the diversity of their series and movies, but it still has a way to go, and Goodwitch was proof of that. It ended in 2021. It wasn't like it ended early in the, in the early 2000s or anything like that. The fact that it was canceled after the season where they introduced an LGBTQ plus character and a woman of color was also deeply, deeply unfortunate. I do want to recognize, though, that uh, when the series was finished, it was 2021 when it aired. And so they were probably filming in 2020, which was extremely difficult. And many series didn't quite make it past then. That is not to excuse that it got canceled right after that season. But it may be something to take into consideration when you're thinking about the series. So you're probably thinking, why in the heck did you just talk about the show then? Come on, Lee. What did Good Witch do well? Well, I can point to three things that I deeply appreciated about the series. And something that you need to keep in mind with it is it's a great series to put on in the background while you're doing other things. It's a great series that doesn't require all of your brain power to focus on. But there are three things that this series did incredibly well, and I wanted to pull them out here. First, the series does a really good job of navigating the complexities of family and the idea of found family really, really well. It wasn't just because Cassie, Joy, and Abigail were blood that they bonded. Certainly not. In fact, they hint at the fact that Abigail is not really close with Cassie before the season started. They bonded, all of three of them, because they chose to trust and be open with one another. They bonded because they chose to see the goodness in each other. They bonded because they found a family in each other regardless of blood. The second thing is that I have been remarkably impressed by Hallmark's handling of queer characters in more recent years. The way they incorporated Joy and Zoe into the cast, naturally in season seven, and that neither of their sexualities were questioned was refreshing. They were who they were, and the people who knew them loved them unconditionally. It was just a normal part of the series and wasn't questioned at all. And lastly, the series mixes people of many different uh, backgrounds. That's not really the right word. I can't think of the right word, but basically they, they mix together people who are religious, not religious, witches, LGBTQ plus characters, etc. And these things that, that historically do not go very well together, they were able to blend really comfortably during especially um, the later seasons of the series. I loved that the series really focused on kindness, love, and service to each other at the forefront. You constantly see characters helping each other. Don't we need more of that in our lives? I, I think we do. What a better world we would leave for the next generation if we could focus on helping one another, showing love and kindness to one another instead of focusing on ourselves. The thing that Goodwitch did really well was showing the value of looking outside yourself and creating community wherever you are. As somebody who is a community manager, 
I always look at the community aspects of TV series as well. And uh, this particular series did an incredibly good job at that. Like, there is not a single person in Middleton that wouldn't help their neighbor if they needed help. It's a really interesting look at that. And yeah, I think they did really well with those few things. So I want to propose a little bit of a Good Witch challenge here. First, if you were on the fence about watching Good Witch, maybe give it a try in the background while you're working on a puzzle or something like that. It's a great show for watching while you're doing those kind of things. Two, it's also a really great show if you're having a hard time. It's something that can you can kind of put on and feel good about, and you can feel like there's a little bit of hope in the world that way. My challenge to you is, I'm going to call it sort of a Good Witch challenge, is to go out this week and find just one person that you can help. It doesn't even have to be something big. It could be as small as smiling at a stranger or helping someone carry something to their car. It could be putting away a shopping cart that someone left out. Just look outside yourself and see who you might be able to help. You might be surprised what you find. When you lose yourself helping someone else, you often find yourself, but also you find community along the way. And I think that's a really important thing for us to try right now. And uh, yeah. I think that's it for this episode of Lasers and Lockets. We'll catch you back here in a couple of weeks. Until then, be kind, stay nerdy, and be awesome. All right.